Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style. Hello, one and all. Glad to have you with us for Red Barn Radio. I'm Bradford Becker. We continue in our 22nd season of Red Barn Radio, and we welcome you tonight to show number 842. Warren Byram started exploring his writing craft 20 years ago or so when he studied English lit and poetry with celebrated authors Gurney Norman and poet Nicky Finney at the University of Kentucky. But he felt at that point in his life that he needed some travel and some work to put him in better touch with what he might like to address as an artist. Fast forward of 10 years, found Warren immersed in the sounds of a city that breathes music and New Orleans, which would be his home for several years, and his works as a musician and the experience he had there ended up having a profound impact upon him. It would be on a drive from his Kentucky home back to New Orleans that Warren would write what he calls the first song I wrote that felt real. Here now in Lexington, Kentucky in 2024, Warren is one of several key folks who keep the music fires burning in the city. Glad you're here with us for what I know will be a terrific evening of music and conversation with Warren Byron and this talented group of players on stage with him. Welcome Warren Byron. First kite is made of newspaper and strong with fish line. I was lying next to it alone. Sunlight in the bright shape of a window. Next ones with the shadow of the sand. I didn't move 
When it touched my eyes, I opened. Crosshairs were on my chest, breathing. Crosshairs were on my chest, breathing. Saw my heart. Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky and by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Cities fueled by a vibrant music scene often have a core group of players stoking the furnace. Players happy where they are as long as they're playing regularly. Players always involved in a variety of projects with a variety of musicians and players who are available to mentor and support younger artists who are entering the scene. Warren is one such guy. Whether blowing his trumpet with the big maracas or bringing vocals and guitar to the stage with the swells or small batch, he's become a treasure in our town. When Lexingtonians are out and about, they're always pleased to find themselves where Warren and his merry band of buddies are setting the tone. He's here tonight with his friends, many familiar to Red Barn audiences. Cecilia Wright is here on cello, Tom Nato on the console steel, Scott Wilmoth on bass, and Wyatt Hines on drums. Welcome, Warren Byram. East of the cane land, the frontier south of the Ohio, the Cherokee and the Shawnee held a true stand to haunt the hallow fertile ground.
Warren Byram, and he's here with Cecilia Blair-Wright, Tom Nato, Scott Wilmoth, and Wyatt Hines, who we've not met before. Welcome, Wyatt. Where'd you find Wyatt, Warren? Scott has a friend, Sarah and Randy, and Wyatt is their child, and it's been a pleasure playing with him the last couple weeks, getting these songs together. Warren, your bio really kind of starts us off at that point when you were at UK and you were studying English literature. I started out in, like, engineering and that didn't quite fit my oh, lifestyle really? so I migrated towards uh, music and then english lit with spanish minor almost Did you come from a mathy sciencey <clears throat> family my dad is an engineer yeah i did 
really enjoy the you know like the survey classes I took in English Lit and um, the creative writing classes with uh, Nikki Finney and Gurney Norman. Yeah, those those really helped helped me a lot. So when you were back in elementary and middle school, really first sponging up the world around you, what kinds of memories do you have? I was imagining at some point that that box kite song might have come from your childhood. But no, that was a James Baker Hall poem. The image is is, is so uh, wonderful, and I can definitely relate to that. You know, from my childhood, that scene of you know finding this abandoned attic, kind of experiencing just the way the light, being in this space long enough for the light to just kind of like move. You know, it's almost like a time lapse or something. That poem, you know, like the the light is moving across. That's kind of how I, I think of it, and then it like speeds up you know which is sort of like a psychedelic experience but I definitely feel like my childhood the way my brain was wired was definitely a psychedelic experience yeah lately every time the car breaks down I'm grateful to get my feet back on the ground I make a little wish piece of broken glass for time to slow down but it keeps on moving fast sometimes it feels Something in me dies, but then I want to hold on and enjoy the ride. I want to jump for joy and see what comes next. Bust into some boardrooms and ring some necks. Is this the right feeling to have? Is it the right feeling for these times? Right feeling to have. Is it the right feeling for these times? Endless traffic rushes. Towards the boiling sea, but we've all got our belts on for safety. If I think too much about it, man, it's such a mess. It's like the lights came on. Everyone is gnawing on human flesh. Is this the right feeling to have? Tied on Heisler Beach 
Then he strikes a pole. He said, come on and chase me. And when Benny shows us the way, we let go and we play. Is this the right feeling to have? Is it the right feeling for these times? to have Is it the right feeling for these times When you think back to that time, were you already, at that point, demonstrating some kind of interest in expressing yourself musically? I was definitely not a singing child. I was very quiet. I had a lot of uh, stuff going on, and I was trying to just sort of stay out of the way. I have an older brother and sister. I was happy to let them sort of, like, you know, have the center stage. Uh-huh. I was just trying to stay out of that chaos, you know. <laughs> and uh, music was sort of like, a, uh, you know, one of my earliest coping tools I guess you know a way to cope with stress and I for me the biggest memory is just Christmas music you know like Mm. the tree with the lights and like bugging out you know sitting in the living room with all the lights off except the the lights on that tree Nat King Cole singing the Christmas song chestnuts roasting on an open fire I really think Christmas songs were sort of like my first sort of uh, immersion into just how it all worked, melody, harmonics, rhythm, you know, the, the different instruments and chords and stuff. Was it secular Christmas music in your household, or was there any kind of, um, you know, we the manger and shepherds and the stars? We went, to the, we went to the Presbyterian church, but it, was, it wasn't, you know, that's not like, yeah, it was just sort of like the pop Christmas yeah. records, you know, Bing Crosby, Nat King Cole, you know. Stuff like that. Is that what made you want, later on uh, in uh, Life Decide you're going to throw together a Christmas album? Yeah, you know, my love for that stuff was a part of it. Yeah, we made a Christmas record. I think it was, did you play on that? I guess it was before all you guys, but um, definitely <laughs> the easiest record I ever, I ever made. It was in 2011. Yeah, we did it in like two days. Did you recruit a whole bunch of different people? Yeah, it was maybe like 10 Ten of us. Yeah. Did you choose all the songs, or did you let other people in the ensemble? No, sort I, of it was prepared? me and my friend James Eaton. He was my neighbor, and he had some basic recording stuff. And, and then there was a neighbor downstairs. I, I honestly forget his name, but he ended up sort of taking over engineering duties. But, you know, the whole thing was done in, like, two days. We printed up a bunch of copies, and we're selling them and giving the money to uh, Movable Feast. It was really fun. Okay.
I remember crossing Lake Pontchartrain Same direction in every lane In a rearview mirror the hurricane We drove for hours Straight into the blue Country magic Blue Country magic glued to the brink I turn it off and I let it sink And as my great cloud shift to pain I take a long walk with my love Into the blue country magic
So what about New Orleans? I met Lisa Driscoll. We became friends in the mid-90s, and then she was kind of like a muse for me and a lot of people, and also just schooled, you know, lots of different young generations of street musicians on songs and just that lifestyle, uh, busking on the street. And I played with her in some clubs. We played Checkpoint Charlie's every Monday night for about a year and a half. I met her, oddly enough, in the Blueberry Barrens doing migrant labor. She was not doing migrant labor, mind you, but um, she was there. I met her and um, heard her play and sing there and really wanted to go to New Orleans. That's where she was living at the time. You know, the first time I went to New Orleans, I was there was just such a complete spell cast on me between her music and that there was, you know, it's a city full of all different kinds of music, the brass band and the buskers doing, you know, some buskers would do like trad jazz and some would do their own songs and there were like more ragtime players, lots of original music, bands doing original music, um, just everything. You know, right there on the river, it's incredible city. All these too good to stand around my fire Trying to preach some voodoo vodka in a styrofoam cup When I'm all full up right now There's only so many times that man can bend over That woman got her music, she make you hand over the key Sing it baby please Canadian mist and that hot black chicory coffee woke up what the wine put to bed. Jesse Mayhem Hill songs at the kitchen table. Here you take the mic. I can't wait for what your mouth will say. Don't mind me. I wasn't really singing anyway. I'm working here. They say I'm Now we're out here on the street, just 
trying to make a dollar while Stoney and Grandpa echo on call and respond. Already played that song once a day. Kick off your shoes, be careful that dress, them old blues hurt good. Crying hurts the best when old lovers become tourists in the land of the We're back with more Red Barn Radio after this break. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. We'll be right back. In the old city, wrought iron and the fluid of lead, way down in New Orleans, down there with the sidewalk queen. Welcome back. This is Red Barn Radio, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. pretty much plan to flex your trumpet down there was that sort of the game plan that was probably the easiest instrument to play down there i've never really had the trumpet together i mean i love playing it sort of a love-hate relationship but i did some trumpet you know she had an incredible guitar player roberto luti an italian guitarist i'll like, oh, bring your horn down and play and the harmonica player wasn't quite as psyched about trumpet playing as uh-huh. she was but but I played guitar, you know, I had played some regular gigs with friends down there doing guitar. And it, actually it was in New Orleans where I really started getting the performance aspect of it together and being able to, to put song and voice together. You said you were kind of an anxious kid. At what point in time did you feel like you <clears throat> were able to kind of 
shake that and, and do the kind of work you do, which is perform and entertain. When I was going to school, I met some people. My friend Gordon, who just passed, he really pulled me out of my shell. Just super inspiring. Chris Sullivan, you know, I met around that same time. There was a group of people that were just like, kind of blew my mind with how fearless they were with pursuing whatever they wanted, and kind of, you know, like musically, but also just like how horizons were so broadened. It was really just the cosmos was their horizons. That was a revelation to me. And my friend Opal, we had a band called Skillet back then, kind of an art punk band. A lot of people kind of encouraged me to come out of my shell and kind of and do that. And, of course, drugs and alcohol helped for a while until they stopped uh-huh. helping. Do you feel like having had that experience yourself of having had mentors, has that <clears throat> sort of um, helped you to zero in on younger players where you see with the same sort of sensibilities who, who are maybe a little bit afraid? Wyatt's like 20 years old, but I feel like in a lot of ways he's older than I am, like in terms of like life experience and stuff. You know, I had a lot of friends during my, that formative period for me who were older. It wasn't really discussed that much. Like, I had friends that were, you know, in their 50s and 60s. I have friends in their, you know, 70s and 80s and 90s now, you know, so. I saw you out the other night Trying to tell you stories But the words didn't seem to come out right Hey, just try sticking to the fact There was a station, there was a train But the train went off the track Left you standing, counting cars And never bring you back to the one in love Back to the This time the words came through so clear to hear you sing when you sang that old Carter family song. One about your blue eyed boy, he stayed gone too.
Warren, I wonder if you wouldn't mind introducing Tom. Tom Nato, he's been playing still all night. Played that fabulous um, outro part on Old Machine, which is also my favorite part on my second record. He played still on that song, which is just kind of like a solo version of it. The first thing to say about Tom is just, I mean, he's, he's just an incredible musician and the kindest person. I mean, just like, I love Tom. He comes up with these parts in the studio, they're just like, and with that, here's Tom Nato. <laughs> All right. Tom, there you are. You play an instrument that is almost always associated with a particular genre of music. And I've been thinking a lot about the state of Americana as a person who spends a lot of time in the studio. Are you starting to see it kind of plateauing? Are you seeing people coming into the studio wanting to experiment a little bit more with sort of the conventions of Americana, whatever those are? I think that people now are getting a little more into the sonic side of things in a way. Like, I feel like when you talk about this broad sort of spectrum, you know, Americana and all the quotes, the traditional version of it is like, you know, everything is very, there it is. It's everything sounds like what it is. And I feel like there's just been a lot of really uh, creative people uh, in the genre it's such an indefined, an undefinable term right now that, like, what do you call, you know, you call Americana on all these different people, and you're like, I, I don't know, I don't even know what that word means other than, you know, it's right. a songwriter-based music. But it's definitely true now that I think that the ability to sort of experiment and think outside the box and, you know, make all these sort of twinkly sounds and pretty sonics and, you know bleeps and bloops that I really enjoy making. I find that songwriters are more open to that now just because there's they're hearing more of it and it's sort of we're getting into this really wonderful spot where, you know, we get to combine the production with the songs too and make the production say as much as, as the music or as the songs itself does. Do me a favor when you're down there on Prairie Street have a good look around Up St. Rock Between art and music 
Tell me if you hear the sound Passion flowers growing out of a soundboard They're trailing up around the front door Christmas lights and tuning wrenches Guitar amps stage I need is my kitchen table some whiskey and cigarettes I heard a pork chop say at the blues ladies cafe I'm the patron saint of dogs Taking a bath with Zorneal Hurston. His mud balls are gonna glitter and hum. When you die, you might have to quit smoking, but you can share my body somehow. Parkway till it's nothing but trees, rhododendron and sandstone. Lay me down in some peaceful valley underneath the own. Down there on Prairie Street, have, have a good look, look around. Up St. Rock, between art and music, tell me if you hear the sound. If you're lucky, you. Tell us about your training and how you uh, became a drummer. My dad had me playing White Stripes and ACDC Nirvana songs so he could play guitar over a drum beat live. <laughs> he got me just to play this rock beat, and I hated it until it kind of clicked where I kind of did it right for one measure. And I was like, I want to be a drummer. How old were you then? Probably seventh, eighth grade. And I oh, wow. It, I took like a year hiatus. <laughs> just didn't touch drums. And then I met this 
fantastic drummer, Dave Ferris. He's a bad man. And he showed me all these like simple funk grooves from James Brown records I would have never listened to. And seeing how he played drums and how different it was from like a basic quarter note beat, it blew my mind. I got into a band called Galactic. The Meters studied like New Orleans funk oh. drums. You like working with a little trap set? Is that always what you want to oh, do? Oh, uh, usually it's just bass, snare, hi-hat, but it's a weird kit. I like big cymbals, small drums. I was working at the co-op, and you would come through, and I had no one to play with when I first moved here. Yeah, we met here in Lexington. Then we started playing together not too long after that. You kept coming through, and I had heard your music, and I loved it. And I sort of, I know I bugged you from time to time, like, hey, if you ever need some cello... At a point, you were like, yeah, let's get together and see what happens. So, Yeah, I hadn't really been playing much. And then I can't even remember if we did like full band stuff, but it wasn't long before we were doing... Like, we did a lot... Of, like the last few years, we did a lot of just duo stuff. Mm. Like, just me and Cecilia. And it was nice playing the songs just with that much space. I guess you would do like some bass, but most mostly it was just like with the harmonies and just parts that you'd come up with on the cello. It was kind of amazing that it worked just that pared down, but I thought it sounded great. Had you always sort of imagined primarily playing classical music, or right off the bat did you start to think, no, there are people like Ben Soli and others around who are doing cool things. I want. Yeah, to it's funny you bring him that. up because I actually got him to come down to UT and give a little talk when I was there. I came up here when I was in college and studied with him a little bit and... I was studying classical music at UT, and it was great, but what I got most excited about were the times that I was collaborating with songwriters and coming mm. up with my own parts. And just the community around that, that felt really warm, and it felt exciting. And so I was very grateful to have you know, my classical studies, and I studied jazz a little bit at UT also. Right. Uh, I learned a lot. I'm very grateful for that time, but I was also getting together with a lot of different bands, a lot of different songwriters, mm. and that always felt really special to contribute something to original music. And the cello is a little unexpected for some people, so it felt good to like show up to the bar and people were like, what is that instrument? And, <laughs> you know, it just it felt it felt good to be able to contribute something a little bit different to these stories and original music, you know, and to be a part of a different kind of music community. to the fall again It was just you and me What it was we missed The slanted light comes back to speak Long light longing Just ahead of time Touching spires of fire stalk The dragonfly sun its wings on a rock And a breeze Gentle living air The world is on fire Now your lungs are too You're listening to Fats Domino Play my blue heaven on the radio Yeah, but we're out of history now God, it's a little white light And a turn to the right All we got is this one step One step 
to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. 
LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. The Red Barn Radio theme was written and performed by the Lucy Becker Band. More information is available on social media at Lucy Becker Music. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps. And I'm Forrest Leffler. There are so many people to thank for our program. First, Warren Byram and his band, our guests this evening. We're ever grateful for our volunteers and staff who make our production happen each and every week. We want to thank all of you for listening to our webcast, watching us on social media, and those listening to us on the network of Red Barn stations and media worldwide. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests and our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. And while you're on the website, take a moment to get yourself signed up for our weekly newsletter. You can also email news at redbarnradio.com. It's a simple way for you to keep up with what's happening on Red Barn Radio from week to week. And now before we close out tonight's program, let's bring back Warren Byram and his band. the stones lead to the door I'm home I just couldn't ask for more I'm home my window faces east home maybe now I'll have some peace Friends, let all that bad air out. Home, that's my happy, quiet shout. I'm home, I used to love to cook right over there. Home, have a seat in my face. Never gonna leave, never, never leave, never gonna leave, never gonna leave home again. Never gonna leave, never, never leave, never gonna leave, never gonna leave home. Home,
pass my cactus on the porch. Home, they carried me in here on a board. Home, give me ten good fighting ants. And I swear. Get up out of this bed and dance. I'm home, that's my writing on the wall. White hot visions and tears of love for all. Home, and it feels so good to jam. Home, remember castles made of sand. Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style, the best music from the roots of the South, and sharing this music with the world. 